0: Hello, this is Ken Ferry with this week's Boots in the Field report. An update update on Lake Erie Bill of Rights. Uh, As expected, the Bill of Rights did pass. 61% of the people who voted voted for it, but only 8.9% of the eligible voters even voted. So it's amazing how much power so few people can have. Put on your seatbelt, get ready for a sea of lawsuits. Some have already been filed. It's times like this when the Farm Bureau and the Grain and Livestock Association, the NFIB, and everyone concerned, um, all the people concerned in agriculture, need to go to bat. Stop this nonsense and try to get out in front of it. On another regulatory front, the Illinois Department of Ag has announced uh, state-specific restrictions on the use of dicamba. Uh, They have set the cutoff date as of June 30th for applications in 2019. The topic I'd like to discuss in the podcast today is about our 2019 seed supply. We've been talking about it since harvest but now it's becoming very clear how tight our soybean supply is getting. Farmers have asked, how could this be? We had our highest soybean yields in history, in most areas anyway. Uh, Shouldn't we be swimming in soybean seed if the seed fields yielded like the commercial fields? Mm, This is true. We have some soybean seed fields running from 70 to over 100 bushel in our yield map meetings. Unfortunately, soybean yield and seed quality are not related. Some seed houses think they may be inverted, meaning that the high yields may have worked against seed quality. Working with a grower on Yield Maps the other day, his highest seed field uh, went 107 bushel, which was his highest field uh, for the season. But it was the one field where the seed quality was poor enough that they scrapped the field and he didn't get his premium. The big problem I'm hearing from the seed industry is some of these lots continue to deteriorate. Bens that tested okay in November have been sliding to a point where they now have to be discarded. So when you thought you were maybe 90% sold out, now you're finding out that you're 30% oversold. It's one thing to tell a farmer who wants to buy more of one variety that you're sold out. But to have to call a grower and tell him he's not going to get the ones he paid for, now that's another thing. What's the cause of this epidemic of poor germ we're dealing with? Well, what I, from what I can tell from my sources, it's twofold. One is mechanical damage. Due to harvest conditions, especially with the rain delays that plague most of the Midwest, beans getting too dry and then getting wet again. The other is seed fungal diseases like the femmopsis and pod stem. Due to late season weather, these seed borne diseases were able to get a foothold. These seed borne diseases are what's causing seed lots to continue to go out of condition. Talking with different seed companies as well as a local seed testing lab, when they treat seed, if there are any issues with the seed coat, germination can go down. When treating seed with seed-borne fungus on them, the germination will go up. One supplier told me they were seeing a 10% increase in germ test after they treated the beans compared to the same lot naked of negative treatment. I doubt much seed will be delivered without seed treatment this year. This, of course, is going to be a problem for you guys growing organic beans without treatment. You have the same problem with seed quality. Many beans are treated at the dealer's location these days, and most of them will tell you it works a lot better when the beans are warmer. Trying to get seed treatment to stick on a cold bean is a challenge, which means most dealers treat those beans uh, closer to pickup. That means it's going to call for a bit of patience uh, going forward as you're looking for your beans early so you can plant early. So again, why, why so much disease? What are we dealing with? Well, we're dealing with what is called the diaporte complex, and it's a group of, of fungi, you know, the Phomopsis, the pod and stem, the stem canker. Conditions were right for it to develop, and the longer the soybeans are left in the field, the better the chances are for the seed being infected so in-season weather and harvest delays are the big culprits of the problem and delayed harvest has also been the main reason for mechanical damage either of these mechanical or disease is enough in itself to disrupt the seed supply but when they both happen on a large area the i states then things get interesting talking with the local seed lab they stated It's something they hadn't seen in 20 years. I was told different locations are worse than others. They said Northwest Illinois was the worst, having both mechanical and disease issues, followed by Southeast Illinois with heavier disease issues. At this point, our options are getting tight. Seed companies are scrambling to move seed around and try to source more seed. If you grew a popular seed variety for commercial production and have it isolated in a bin, and they happen to have good germ, the seed company may want to talk to you. Some growers have reported they're selling their commercial seed and picking up seed premiums, especially those ones that are in high demand. The good news is, this isn't the case in all places and all varieties. Reports from northern Ohio that they're in good shape. There are other pockets where companies are reporting good seed quality. But when some flagship varieties that are sold in large quantities over a large area falter, these growers will be forced to purchase varieties to fill their seed needs, and this starts to get a long tail. When the guys in Iowa start to look at mid-group threes, early to mid-group threes to fill their seed needs, that starts to use up the northern Illinois seed supply, and so on. I've been told by more than one seed company the next round of seed shipments are going to have low germ material. So to be looking for that LGM stamped on the tag and make adjustments accordingly. If you're used to planting 95% germ material and you get 75% material for 2019, you're going to have to factor that into your population setting. We know we've been planting populations too high for the most part and lowering the population is not costing us in yield. So for those of you still planting at 180 to 200,000 it's probably not a big deal. But for those of you who have already pulled your populations back to 120,000 this could lead to some weed issues. This is especially true for the organic growers who count on plant density for weed control. Now, The real elephant in the room is what we're doing with our soybean planting window. We have showed you and you have learned now that we have SDS control products, beans need to be planted earlier. A number of you planted your beans before your corn last year and at least three times that many have indicated you're going to do the same this year as well. We have stated that while we believe the early planting yield advantage is strong enough to take the risk of having to replant if we get a May freeze, and that some year it will happen, and you'll have to deal with it. I'm not worried about a frost, but a freeze will take them out. If you don't believe me, as someone who was farming in 1992. The seed quality issue um, this year makes things a little bit different. Planting soybeans into cold conditions with poor seed quality makes for tough stands. We had good quality seed planted in a normal time slot in 2017 when weather conditions turned against us and we ended up with the most replant corn and soybeans I've ever seen in my 30-year career. Fortunately, though, we had good seed stocks to meet our replant needs in 2017. The aftermath of 2017 still carries on today as a lot of seed companies don't have the heel of seed uh, that they had back then. A lot of lead corn hybrids are sold out as well, making corn seed stocks a little tight. I'm not telling you don't plant your beans early. I do believe the premium for early planted beans is too big to miss. But due to the seed supply situation, you better have a talk with your seed supplier and know what plan B looks like. If my early beans need to be replanted, is there going to be seed available and in what varieties? Free replant doesn't mean much if the supplier doesn't have any seed. As the companies are starting to figure out they may be oversold, they are, they'll have to allocate seed supplies to their customers. Most companies will do this on a customer loyalty first basis, meaning the most loyal customers' orders will get filled first and then they'll work their way down the list. You can't blame them. Customer loyalty is a great thing. What I'm saying is this is not a year to be shopping your seed needs to your lowest bidder. On a call with a grower the other day, the question was asked, how do I know the beans already delivered have not went out of condition in my shed? That's a good question. Hopefully the seed house is continuing to watch seed quality in these lots and will let you know if the seed germ is dropping. The best way would be to pull some seed samples and run them to a seed lab for testing. If you run a warm germ, it'll separate out the mechanical damage seeds from the disease seeds. This will tell you what the culprit of your problem is. I recommend the cold test on the beans you plan to plant early. This will give you a better picture of how well they're going to fare in the tougher conditions. Problem here is that it takes two weeks to do the cold test, so you need to get moving. Those of you who are planning to start beans the first week in April, that's only four weeks away. So you got two weeks to get this done. We said our plots uh, tell us that we should plant our early beans first, our late beans last. I may add to that, plant your highest quality seed first and be sure to adjust for the germ count. The good news is when it comes to raising populations to handle the low germ is that raising that population population if the seed germ turns out to be better than we expected, and we get a higher population than expected, it doesn't hurt yield. High populations just put pressure on your ROI. So moving your plant population up isn't going to come at a yield deficit as much as it would just the cost of the seed. So again, if the ter- germ turns out to be better than the tag indicated, there's not going to be a yield loss. I want everybody to go into this planting season with their big boy pants on. Have that conversation with your seed supplier as to what does plan B look like if things go south. Don't be complaining to your supplier when you have stand issues from planting beans a month earlier than normal when he has told you the seed supply was challenged going into the season. In the past we would have just returned poor germ seed. This year You may have to accept a total different variety if you return it. It would be better to up your population and stick with a variety that you know. Again, I think early planting is worth the risk, but have plan B. So I think I have shared enough good news for the day, for one day anyway. I better quit while I'm behind. To stay up to date, check out our website at croptechinc.com and subscribe to our podcast, Boots in the Field Report. Keep her safe. Keep her moving.